All right. Well, I've been wanting to do this one for quite some time, and it seemed like now was the perfect opportunity following the biggest fight of his career. Trevor Bradshaw on the show today. Trevor, how you doing, man? It's great to talk to you. I'm doing good, man. How are you? Doing wonderful. And uh, more than anything, I have just wanted to ask you for the last couple of weeks now, how has life been following literally the biggest knockout of your career? Oh, man, it's been uh, quite the roller coaster, you know, from the, you know, the sports, the highs of highs and the lows of lows. And, uh, you know, it's the buildup for the biggest fight of my career. And uh, we clearly were successful in that. And then it was just back to work, back to my everyday life, you know, so it's kind of it's a wild ride, but I love it. So it's, it's been good. Yeah. You talked about your, your just going back to your regular life. What were your peers reactions, your coworkers, your family, all of that? I mean, this thing really blew up. Not to, like they were super excited for my win and they're like, you know, they're always pushing for my success, but a lot of them that really know me weren't really surprised. They all knew that that was going to be the outcome. They know me a long time. My close peers, my coaches, that's kind of exactly what the game plan was going into it exactly unfolded like we predicted. So you talked about people not really being surprised, you not being surprised. Were you surprised, however, that the knockout blew up the way that it did? I mean, I saw it on Junkie, MMA Fighting. It was all over the internet. I kept seeing you, and I was like, these aren't Utah people talking about this. This is people all over the world talking about this. Yeah, it was kind of uh, kind of kind of wild. There's the Matt Holler, that big famous YouTuber. I, you know, I'm kind of out of the whole social media thing, but. My daughter came to me and said that, like, she's seen one of my, like, the reels that he had shared or I was on his his platform or whatnot. And it's kind of wild to me. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just I'm I'm pumped that I get to do that and on that high level. And it was a, it was a fun experience for sure. I, I did want to ask you, I was in the back when Dave Feldman was announcing the performance bonuses. And I got to be honest. I was kind of upset for you. I was like, I feel like Trevor Bradshaw deserves that knockout of the night. It seemed like the most electric performance. Were you surprised at all by the fact that you didn't get that performance bonus? Because I thought you were the shoe in for it. Yeah, you know, um, at the same time, I was trying just to be humble about it. And it was my uh, my time to kind of shine a little bit. But yeah, I'm kind of a little bit upset that I didn't get knockout of the night. I felt like... I mean, there were some good fights. There's some good knockouts, but I just felt like watch. I watched the whole card back. It was electrifying, but I, no one's cracking like I am. I, I bring something different. And that's why everyone told me I'd be good for bare knuckle. But um, Dave Feldman did say, you know, before in the pre-fight meeting, um, it was very personal. I very felt like very connected with him as a, like a promoter and a, you know, very, very successful businessman. He was like, you know, I just ask one thing of all these fighters to fight your asses off and, I feel that like I did that. I did every bit of what he asked us to do. And like, I'm in my personal opinion, I don't know what more I could have done in his eyes or bare knuckles eyes. And it's still early. It's only been two weeks. I haven't been in contact with them. They told me there's a lot of moving parts to this organization. So to be patient. And that's like my hardest attribute is to be like patient sometimes just because I, I, I'm, I love it. I've been pushing for it for a long time for my fighting career. So I guess I just got to be patient. And if they, they want me back, they'll be in touch with me. Did they talk to you immediately after all? Did you get a reaction from any of the BKFC brass? Yes. Yeah. I got, uh, I got a good, good reaction. Um, made some, you know, good connections with a lot of the uh, staff with BKFC. They're super, super cool to uh, be a part of and see how everything works as a high level promotion and it's like it's neat to see like 
because I've been around for a while and I see what, you know, Silphus has done and then it evolves to see what, you know, fierce fighting has become. And, and then just seeing, and that's been always the goal to try to get to the next platform, the higher platform, the higher, you know, the just, yeah, all of it. And it's pretty wild to see how it all unfolds to how fierce is putting cards together. It's like just going exactly what, you know, what it takes. And I, I appreciate all of what Fierce has done through Still Fist, through it all, just to be able to give me that experience to get to where I'm at with Bare Knuckle. Yeah, I mean, you have been around for nearly, I mean, I believe it's over 10 years now at this point that you've been fighting dating back to your amateur days. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I asked Ben Mo about this as well, going from, you know, the regional circuit and now going onto this big platform that is BKFC. Was it different? And was it almost a dream come true for you throughout the week to be able to go and do different interviews and go and, you know, make the walk in what was a jam-packed Maverick Center? Yeah, um, to be honest, I uh, I was scheduled to be first fight of the night, um, which I was fine with. I, you know, clearly you want to build up and get to the later, you know, the co-mains, the main events and build up. But I was just honored to be a part of such a big card. And when I caught word that I was going to be the first fight, I was like, dang, you know, like, okay, I guess I need to prove my spot to earn those, you know, later in the card um, fights. But, uh, you know, it, it, I wasn't really part of the big press. I didn't really get a lot. I, I think they knew who I was because I signed a, a multi-fight deal with them like a year and a half, almost two years ago. And that's just my coach, uh, Ryan Old at the time, um, he was like in connection with them and he had got me a three fight deal and we just were pushing for fights. They, they wanted me to fight uh, Bobby Taylor, which he's on a, he's, he's no joke. He was, I think he's like ranked number two in the world at that time or is currently, but I was chomping at the bit to get one and it just kind of fell through nothing really happened. And then after tryouts, so I think they kind of maybe had their eye on me, but they told me, like I said, just stay patient. It's the holidays. It's the end of the year. They have a lot of the things going on with the prospect series. They're putting together like, a, um, kind of like the ultimate fighter, but just to, to do it the right way, because when BKFC first originally started going, they were like, man, some of the fights, they were just kind of putting it together and building it. And they're like, we can't just have un unmatched fights that were like, just completely like not even close and so now they're doing a really, really good job trying to make it to that next level and compete with UFC. Yeah. Talking a little bit about, actually, I kind of wanted to ask you about that contract because I did see that you did sign a deal with them back in 2021. And so was that kind of just like an ongoing thing? Did you always know you were going to end up fighting for them at some point or how did that all play out? Or did that contract like expire? Like how did that all play out? So it was either it was a three fight deal or a year. So, I mean... I'm always down to fight three times in a year. That'd be great. Um, so yeah, it, it just succeeded on time. And then there was a lot in the last trying to get my record going in MMA, a little upside down there, which, you know, it's just been a lot, you know, I moved into our new home, built our home when all that stuff was going on around the time. So I think timing really played a really good, important factor into all of it. So I'm kind of just fortunate that it's unlike raveling how it should and just trusting the process in this journey. 
So maybe that was just it, the timing. One of the big things I wanted to ask you was just your thoughts on the entire card and specifically the Utah crowd and specifically the Utah fighters, obviously Ben Moa, Mike Jones didn't go his way, but I mean, there were some big names from the state of Utah that got the show out, obviously you yourself. What was it like just rubbing shoulders with the guys in the back, being in a place that seems like home in a lot of ways, but in another right, it's a completely different promotion. It's a completely different sport. Yeah, um, we kind of thought going into it that we'd have a little bit of advantage because we're in our backyard at the Maverick Center, you know. So, like, I know Kent thinks it's his hot house, but, like, I beg to differ, you know. Like, that's – I felt right at home there in Kent's house, if that must be, you know. But much love to Kent. He's doing his thing. So, no, I just – I felt comfortable going into it. So, it was almost weird to me that I was as calm and collected as I was in that because – it was a big promotion. It was cool and see how things go on the backside of a big promotion like that. But at the end of the day, I was like, oh, just super comfortable. So. All right, guys, before we keep going, we got to talk a little bit about our podcast sponsor, Water and Wellness. Now, you've heard us talk about water and wellness before, but I got to tell you, this is the best water I have ever had in my entire life. Alkaline filtered, some of the tastiest stuff you'll ever have. I crave it like it's a cheap meal in itself, but it is so good for you. And they're stationed right here in Salt Lake City. So go ahead, head over to Water and Wellness for the best water you have ever had in your life. Change your water, change your life. Let's get back to the podcast. I was curious, obviously you're fighting Troy Dennison, who's another local guy, but on top of that, you got Dave Selyestead, who's one of our local officials here in the yeah. state as well. Was it weird, like looking around and being like, this is a lot bigger, but it's, you know, same guys from across the pond. I mean, Dave has probably officiated a handful of your fights. Troy's been around probably on the same cards or at least at the same weigh-ins as you over the years. Was it weird kind of like being with the same people, but, but different environment in a way? Yeah, it was cool. It was it was really cool. I think it did help a little bit in like in mine and Troy's and everyone's experience, Ben Mo, I'm sure. But even if it was like that's what I'm itching at to see because like they're gonna run that same promotion. They're so professional. So no matter what venue in, no matter where they're at, I would imagine it's the staging area. They 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 were so everything was so tight that I bet that's the same thing. So if you just get comfortable with bare knuckle and how they run their show i think that just takes a lot just same thing with fierce and you get comfortable with how they run their show and uh i think that helps a lot too but was a yeah. little it was a little different when they said uh like we were prepping to like toe the line when you come up instead of saying are you ready are you ready you know come together and fight it was a little weird to be like come together come together and they tell you instead of fight it's knuckle up and i i like i don't know if i've you could see it but in my mind i had this like just a half second like when he said knuckle up i was like oh yeah and, and dave said that instead of well in my mind i remember having that little argument like an argument but in my mind i was like oh yeah he just said knuckle up it's time to fight rather than are you ready are you ready fight you know you know i was so bummed because typically at least when you're covering ufc events they bring back every single winner throughout the entire night we didn't get the opportunity to talk to you in the media but i did have a pre-made question for you and it was just going to be what were the differences between bkfc and mma i think one of the big ones that you were kind of also alluding to is you start right there next to each other i mean the fight start they go and then you just immediately start but what were some of the differences between a bkfc fight versus having some gloves on for an mma fight um, I think in the back is really, really like kind of, I I got my hands wrapped and then like when they were done, like kind of wrapping my hands, you know, cause they wrap the wrist and they go an inch be 
back behind the knuckle and they were like, Hey, you're done. And then just warming up. I just had that, like, Oh my gosh, like, that's it. This is time to go. So I think there, but once I got in it, it was just, I get so zoned in and focused that to me, it like, it really wasn't too much of a different feel besides like maybe a, a technical street fight or a, like a, just a sanctioned street fight without like, you have to worry about two other dudes jumping in or, cold clocking you and you're not watching but no it was i was comfortable you know you've mentioned in previous podcasts that you've been fighting your whole life that this isn't your first bare knuckle fight or anything like that did you feel at home there did you feel like hey maybe this could be a new venture that i will go out to and continue to build a career in yeah and i've had time for this two week for this to like roller coaster to come back down and humble myself and get back to work i was back in the gym the next day i had stitches but my hands weren't broken so and it's just such a wild experience when you like win a fight like that and or any fight in general i get this like just boost of uh like adrenaline confidence so like i just keep pushing even harder it motivates me that i got the mission accomplished you know highs of highs lows of low with the sport but without being like egotistical or being like trying to be a badass because i'm 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 past trying to prove anything i know that what i can bring to the table and i honestly feel in bare knuckle i could stand and and fight not just stand and bang because everyone's like you're a brawler i hope through any of this that was cool calm collected precision shots i hit body shots my hands are fine I mean, that was mission accomplished. And so, yeah, I think I could stand with some of the best in the world in MMA and bare knuckle, for sure. I remember I was sitting right next to Ramsey Nijam on Media Row when you were making the walk. And I remember turning to him and I said, he's built for this. This is, this is good. This is Trevor's sport. Like this is perfect for him. Similar to how like Mike Perry fights. Like I think he's just perfect for that sport. I thought that you were an absolute shoe in. And when I saw you on the card, I was really excited. Talking a little bit about all the fights that you've had and, and whether that be, you know, sanctioned fights or, or in the streets, when did you actually step into a gym? What was day one in a gym like for Trevor Bradshaw? Well, day one was back, um, I think around 2013. Um, I was really involved in like uh, my music career playing like metal music and stuff. And long story short, I got in a fight on stage at one of the shows and, uh, it was wild. I ended up punching the kid on stage. Something wild broke out. And then I think it was one of the patents through Still Fist. They had reached out and asked if I wanted to fight. And I kind of declined. I said, no, I'm kind of focused on my my music career. And I just wanted to like play guitar and stuff. And then had some like life events happen that I just was focused on, like needed to release my anger. And so I thought, you know what? They, they offered me a fight. I reached back out and said, yeah, I'll take a fight and train for about a month. <laughs> I went in there and started. My whole life changed from like 2013. I like had this idea of I wanted to be a fighter. Like I always had a rough childhood growing up. I fought a lot of times through school, got kicked out of school a lot. So yeah, I just kind of evolved from there. And 12, 12 years later, we're here. I, I want to get back on track with this because you just said oh, so sorry. much great stuff, but but I did not know that you were a musician prior to the fight career. I, I got to learn some more about this. What was the band name? Where did you perform? Do you have any albums out? Like, what is this? Uh, I mean, yeah, it was it was crazy. It was 10, you know, 10 years ago. So it's funny looking back, but we were Orion's Wrath. 
we're out, we have some YouTube stuff that you can see little skinny Trev, you know, little metal head Trev, you know, little lost Trev, little, little confused, didn't know where I was at in life, but I always kept it, you know, raising my daughter from the beginning and just, just fighting, bro. Everyone's got a fighting, you know, something they're fighting for. And mine's always been fighting for my daughter and fighting for just, just fighting for life, bro. I got to ask you, you know, 10 plus years into this thing, did you ever think that you would turn it into a full fight career? Did you ever think you would have 20 plus fights across multiple different sports? Um, no, looking back at it, I'm kind of, you know, I'm, it goes by fast. You know, when you really look, put it into perspective, you look back and I had a, a memory come up when I just, I, it was like my third, I fought Ricardo Lopez for Steel Fist and that came on my time hop like right like today and we laughed about it. It's like, holy cow, you know, it just, it made me feel old. But we always, I'm stubborn. I see, I visualize this. Like I remember being a kid, like whenever I was playing hoops or like jumping on like the basketball like the uh trampoline for my basketball i'd always envision like people watching all the time and like i always liked being the center of attention all the time so i was a bully so then i figured the best way to be popular was to fight and so i kind of was immature in that mindset growing up just because i didn't have that that stable home environment to teach me kind of like Hey, maybe we should get you in like boxing or get you into that. It just was just trouble, trouble, trouble. So I'm, I'm glad where I'm at. I think my past really helped me mold me to where I'm at. Um, but I, I continue to keep thriving to get to that high level of where I know I deserve to be. Well, you absolutely do deserve to be at that high level. And it certainly showed a couple of weeks ago. Whenever I talk to people who are veterans of the game, five, six, you know, 10 years into this game, I'm always curious because we have seen an uptick in terms of popularity in combat sports over the last 10 years. Where have you seen the sport grow over the last decade? Just the kind of social media um, platform that almost hurts me as an individual, like where I see it going, because it's like there's so much talent. There's so many absolute killers out there that are just like maybe how I was just caught up in the wrong system, not getting the help that they needed. Can you imagine just how many people are in like the prison systems or jail systems that are just made bad decisions their whole life that should have maybe been fighting. And there's always out there that my dad taught me, no matter how big or bad you are, there's always going to be somebody out there that's always better than you. So it's a hard sport to be in. It's all, you know, you can be on the top and you have, you're on the chopping block all the time and the talent and it's growing so fast, but to get back on track, I think social media is just, if you have a social media following and you have that platform, just like with anything, it almost is like shoes you in a little bit easier. If you have that younger mindset, you know how to run the Instagram, the TikToks, the, the Facebooks. And I think that there's, there's uh Good things and bad things about, it, in my opinion, with where it's going. Last question from me, 12 finishes across your career. And I am so curious, do you have a specific finish that is your favorite? <clears throat> That's a good question. But uh, that, one, that one two weeks ago would have to be probably just the whole highlight of everything. I think that one was pretty good. But Troy... Troy is a really cool dude. And so watching it back and getting the kind of feedback that it should have been dropped, should have stopped early. And 
he's a dog though and he got up and they told him if you're walking forward and you're counting your eight they don't want to stop it either for you know troy so god like i i for liking the guy you know i i don't like to say that was my i didn't feel the it felt great but god i like to you think that one guy fought for fierce um andre hafer i hit him with a clean body shot and i think just because of the disrespect he was sending me for weeks and telling me at like the f round and find out memes i think that one after all of them felt the best just because he was such a kind of a crappy crappy guy <laughs> yeah trevor it is such a pleasure to talk to you I've, i seriously i've been wanting to do this for so long cannot yes. wait for the future whatever it may hold hopefully we see you at fierce hopefully we yeah. see you on a bkfc yeah. stage as well you deserve it all as the veteran that you are thank you so much for being a class act thanks blake i appreciate the time